Hello everybody and welcome to the Late Flag, the aftermatch podcast for the LFC Red Poets. And tonight we're going to discuss Liverpool's credible 1-1 draw against the 115ers at the MTAD. And tonight I'm your host, Les Lawson, and I'm joined by Tom Keegan and Pete Warburton to look back at the events of lunchtime today. So Tom, first of all, uh, the team gets announced at half 11. Costa starts at left-back. It's Joel Matter preferred to Ibu alongside uh, Virgil at the back. It's a midfield three of Curtis, uh, Alexis McAllister and Sabozliai. And in up front, you've got Jota, Nunes and Salah. So what was your thoughts on the team when it dropped? When we when we done a pod the other day and we were we were second guessing the team, I more or less got that. I, I think the only the only one I got wrong really was I thought that McAllister might have gone out on the thoughts, you know, like Trent might have gone into midfield. But um other than that, I, I, I thought do you know what Les? I, I was I was more than less happy. I, I know I know this 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 calls because we worried about about Costas playing in, in, in the left-back position. But I think sometimes it's good to have a natural net, a left-back playing in left-back. So overall, I think when the team dropped, I was more than happy with the side. And I, I thought we had enough, more than enough, you know, like to give them a good game. Pete, um, you know, the, the, the team the team got announced. You know, we've got, we've got Costa starting at left-back. Instead of, you know, preferred to Joe Gomez, you know, Jota's preferred to Diaz. And then we've got, we've got sort of Trent playing in his sort of inverted role and Joe Matip star. What did you make of the side? Because obviously you weren't available to do the podcast, you know, on Thursday and Thursday night because you were away for a few days. So what we never had the chance to get your views on the, on what the starting eleven would be, would you have made, you know, in your opinion, how close were it to the team that you thought it would be that you might have selected? It was possibly close to the team. I'd have probably, I may have taken a look at Canarsay playing a centre back alongside Virgil, possibly. Um, and in saying that, Joel Massey, I thought had a decent game anyway, and I'm not having any go at him. I, I was just thinking prior to the the kickoff, what my team may have been, and possibly um, grabbing Berchin for Curtis Jones, to be honest. But apart from that, probably the same. The, the, you know, the team that that he put out. Um, he he seems to. I think with with all the, you know, all the uproar and and you know what he's had to go through, uh, Diaz. Um, I think. Maybe to start him, I think he's just gently easing him back in because he he's had such a such a hard time. And wasn't it good to see his dad in the crowd today? By the way, um, but yes, yeah, so the, the the team the team was almost what I thought it might be. As I, I was I was talking to Jack before he came down to watch the game with us, and I said I thought Canati might get the nod the nod because of his physicality, um, at centre back. But saying that, as I say, Joel Massive, I thought had a decent game, so. Yeah, it wasn't a bad side on paper. It's the kickoff anyway. So, Tom, for the first sort of 10, 10 minutes or so, City seemed to start quite quickly, but didn't really open us up at all. It was just that they were having the bulk of the possession, you know, in our half of the field. And and then 
then we sort of started to to cover the game a little bit. And, and again, it just seemed to be the wrong pass, you know, at the wrong time. You know, look, you know, to that we just couldn't get that key pass right. I know you've seen the first sort of part of the game, Tom. Yeah, I thought we, you know, overall, I thought we moved the ball quite well. There was times where, where, where Bally was a little bit here and scared him. But, like, overall, I thought Liverpool done all right, you know. I thought, they, you know that when you go to Manchester City, it doesn't matter if you're playing with 12 dirty or you're playing with a 4 dirty, whatever. You know that they're going to come at you right from the off because that's the way he sends them out. And I think Liverpool re- reacted really well. I, you know, like, I, you know, like I thought overall, we used the ball well. We, we never really created anything, or we, but we didn't do much for the first ten or fifteen minutes. But like we, we did, we did compete in midfield, and we were, we were pressing, and I thought, I thought McAllister, who, who I was quite, I was a little bit worried about on on the pod on Thursday. I was worried about Alexis McAllister after what had happened to him, and I thought, you know, maybe. I thought maybe they'd get after him, but I thought overall, Les, I thought we did more than enough in the first 10 or 15 minutes. And we were, while they had lots of possession, I don't think they created a really a lot of chances, did they, to be fair? No, Peter, I thought um, you know, they, they had a couple of crosses, didn't they, in the, you know, in the first sort of 15 minutes or so. And Joe yeah. Matt sort of dealt with them really well. He was mm. he was well switched on with Joe. Um and then he, he he sort of then sort of tried to bring the ball out from the back and play a pass, and he, he lost possession. But the defense just covered well for him. Um, and then Ali sort of tried to lift the pass and got it all wrong, and it went straight to Bernardo Silva. And and then Ali made a it was quite an easy save in the end, one you'd expect him to make. But again, we we caused ourselves. A little bit of our own problems in in those couple of incidents. Yeah, I think I think to be honest, if you look through the game as a whole, I think the chances the city got were of our own, you know, our own makings. Really, I mean, we'll go on to the the goal a bit later on and stuff. But like you say, um, you know, we were possibly trying to be a bit too clever. <clears throat> but like Tom said, I I thought with the midfield, I, I was a little, I, I thought they were a little bit. I wouldn't say static by any means, but I just thought we didn't have any punch going forward. But defensively, I thought we, we covered well and we certainly had more legs in midfield than we did last season when we got a right turning over at City because we just didn't compete in that department. And at least this time, we we were more we, we seemed more compact. But as I say, the, the chances that we proffered to Man City um, were by our mistakes as opposed to them opening us up. Um and I know we've mentioned Costas, and I know a lot of people were worried about, you know, how he was going to play against the likes of Foden, who played on the right. Excuse me. And in fairness, I thought he had a really good game, and I thought defensively the back four did really well. Ali had a a strange sort of game, like like Tom was saying. It's almost almost like he was he was still on South American time at times. You know, the, some of the the passes and the distribution. Um, you know, were poor, but yeah, the, I mean, the the chance that he gave to to Silver, it was more like a back pass. You'd have expected him to to save that every day of the week, to be honest. But um, 
Yeah, they were just they were just they weren't really nailed on chances. They were just opportunities for them. Like you said, he flashed a couple of crosses against across, you know, into the box, but Joel stood up to him, as I say, I'll say it all through the programme. I thought he had a really good match. Yeah. Tom, Liverpool had a few. Again, you know, as I, as I hinted at before, you know, we had a few where we just couldn't get the right pass. You know, Darwin had half a chance. And I actually think that, you know, when I look back at it, I thought he was offside. You know, when mm-hmm. he when he received the ball. Um, so if it had gone in, you know, I do think it would have been possibly ruled out, you know, for offside. Anyway, it would have been really tight. But I just thought, looking at the pictures that I seen, that it was just offside. And then he had another break where he was offside and we played on and then he lost possession. And then we had the one where, where I don't know what Curtis Jones was thinking, to be honest, in that we were, we were having good possession down our left-hand side and we were pushing City back. And Curtis sort of then loses the ball because he gives it away because he tries to make a pass that, that was never really on to Mo Salah. And I don't know why he tried to play it to Mo. And um, he did. And City broken. Again, it was good defending from from the likes of Sabozliai and Virgil and, and Co. that snuffed that chance out. And then obviously then, you know, they, they got they then started to 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 win a few corners on the bounce. And to be fair, Liverpool dealt with them really, really well, I thought. Um, you know, you never really felt threatened by them. And then Ali tries to to take a a quick kick out of his hands to release Mo and loses his footing, and then they picked up possession. And I thought both both um, Trent and and Suppose, you know, could have done better, you know, in attempting to 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 win the ball back off Nathan Ake, and then he 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 played the ball it you know into space and between Big Joel and Virgil and. And Harlan sort of put in the corner, and I suppose if you're being overly critical, you know, I mean, maybe you think that because you know Ali is the best goalkeeper in the world, that he perhaps should have saved it. But maybe it was one of them, them shots by Harlan that that he didn't hit it as well as Ali thought he was going to hit it. Maybe. So, what was your view, Tom? Over all the things you covered, I'll go over the few first few. I think you know, like Nunes, I agree. You know, like he was starting to be direct, and as you say, the balls that we put into the box were just either just a fraction behind or just a fraction to the side. We were we were never really we never really got the ball right, did we? Know the final ball into in, in that little period that we had. I thought, it, and I thought I, I've got to say, I, overall, I thought. Cavana had, I'm not going to, I don't think he had a great, great game, but like he wasn't as bad as I thought he might be, to be honest. But I thought that was the strangest thing with the header by Darwin Nunes that, that, that um, Edison saved. <coughs> and then he gives a free kick to City yeah. for, 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 and everybody's looking and saying, what's that for? You know, like we had a chance, chance against the ball, and like it was just the strangest decision. But as you say, from then we, then you look, you, you start to think, well, maybe you're getting a foothold there. And as you say, 
Kate has played played a, a ridiculous ball. The one one I don't know what he done all the hard work, and then the pass was the most ridiculous pass. He passed it behind two players and into Salah, but it was intercepted, and we pushed everybody forward, and they break. You know, and as you say, you were only saved by some some good, good defending by Virgil and and massive, you know. But and Trent, to be fair, but overall, then you, I thought, well, at least we're getting a bit of a grip of the game, and then and then as you say, Ali's. I think it started, you know, like I, I think Ali started. I think it come from Curtis's back pass to him, and then he miskicked it, didn't he? But I think after that, it must have just slightly unsettled him a bit. But they, they, I, you know, it, it's hard criticizing Ali. I always feel hard criticizing because for what he, he does more great things than he ever does bad things. And I think we've seen him do them type of you know quick kick kick outs to Salah, and Salah's been away. I think he tried it again, but. He slipped, didn't he? As he as he took it, and it, as you say, it, it landed down to Silver, who played it through to Akai. And as you, I don't think we we fit ourselves with glory with either Trent or Sabozlai. But like you say, Les, I, I thought when I thought when when Ireland did it, he more or less scuffed it rather than it cleanly, didn't he? And Ali got his hands to it, and I would have thought. Nine times out of ten, you would have expected Ali to push that wide, to be fair. But, you know, at that stage, we're one down. I think most of us felt a bit disappointed. While we hadn't sort of done anything to sort of hurt them, I don't think they'd really done a great deal to hurt us either. They had loads of the ball and loads of, like, minuscule chances, but nothing really that you would look at only from our own mistakes. It's sometimes, isn't it? You know, you sometimes feel sorry for goalkeepers and, and you can also feel sorry for strikers. And what I mean by that is a striker can hit a ball too well and it won't go in. And, you know, because, and if he does hit it well, like the keeper can be, a really top keeper can be expecting it and make the save. Yet he can, or he can scuff one or not hit it properly. And the keeper's expecting him to hit it a bit better than it does. And it goes in. You know, a good example really is if you think about our last away game at Luton, you know, in the in the first half, there was that lovely move that finished with you know Nunes putting a really good volley that hit the bar. Now if he scuffs that, that goes in and he hits it probably perfectly. He couldn't have hit it any better, yet it doesn't go in. Yet today, you know, Haaland scuffs one and it goes in. Did you I mean, did you think, you know, it was it was like a bit of, you know, Ali with the poor kick, poor sort of attempt at defending by both Trenton, supposedly I, and then Haaland finishing. Are we, I mean, I'm not really being critical of Ali, but it's just like by his high standards. Do you think he would be disappointed that he didn't save it, Pete? I think he, I think when you saw the replays of the goal and, and he got a hand to it, you think, you think he would have pushed it? I think he, in his own mind, I think he was disappointed with the clearance first off, and then when he when he didn't get a good hand on it to push it around the post, he he, he just compounded it, didn't it? Um, yeah. 
And so that you were just talking about scuff goals there. And there was a scuff goal that started someone's career at Anfield. Remember Kevin Keegan against Nottingham Forest? Yeah. yeah. And look what look what happened to him, you know. But um yeah, I agree. I mean, it was just a poor goal. It was poor football all round, to be honest, because he he, he slipped and if I think if he'd have made a proper contact and got the ball up to Salad, he could well have been one on one with Edison. Yeah. It was very similar to the United um you know, the United goal that he scored at our place, the same sort of pass and everything. Um, but, yeah, I, I just thought it was poor poor defending. I thought both, both Trent and Sabozlai just didn't even throw anything in. Like a tackle, it was just half-hearted, really. And whether they were worried about giving a free kick or even a penalty away once he got into the box, that guy. But uh, he shouldn't have gone that far, to be honest. And, and it was just... Yeah. Pete, just coming in there a little bit, just just your thoughts on this while we're talking about that particular instance. Do you think that they, because he was Ake, he was coming forward, they weren't as probably as switched on possibly as they would have been had it been, say, Bernardo Silva who had the ball or maybe a Phil Foden who had had the ball in that position and they thought, oh, it's only Ake. He's likely not to do anything and he, he produced that. You know, he produced really a perfect pass, didn't he, for, for Haaland? Yeah, I mean, to be, you know, to give Ake credit, I think he's, he's a better player than that. And I don't think they were going to stand off thinking, well, you, you haven't got it in you to, to pass a good ball. He, he's been doing well for City lately, hasn't he? Um, I just think yes. they were a little bit more, more worried about giving a free kick away in a dangerous position. But I'd rather than get... I mean, we... We gave a couple of free kicks away towards the end of the game and they were right on the edge of the box. And um, you know, it, it, it was just a lack of a lack of addressing any tackle that I was disappointed in, to be honest. Um you know, they they, they literally just let him, the lad run at them and it, it was easy for him to just flip a pass in. So it was a great way to pass and it, you just slip a pass into Haaland and he he sort of came off um, Van Dyke. Van Dyke was a yard behind him, and that gave him the, the chance to control it and hit it. But he, he did miss hit it, certainly. And whether that boxed um, Ali in goal and he, he went too early or not, or not, you know, enough. But it, I thought the hand he got on the ball, I thought it was a weak hand for Ali. I thought he, I thought he would have at least pushed it around the post for a corner. And I think by his own admission, he, he'd say that he should have done better on that. Yeah, that's what I mean by that. The fact that it was a weak hand. Was it a weak hand because there wasn't as much pace on the shot as Ali thought it would be? Awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. so you know, he's gone down. And because there hasn't been a much, much pace on it, it's sort of, he hasn't had, it wouldn't have needed as much force with a lot of pace on to get the ball around the post as mm-hmm. it would have done with less pace on it yet. If you see where I'm coming from. Yeah, I'm, I'm certain that the shot come in as it did. You know, he hit it into the ground, didn't he? And I think, like I say, if, if it had been a full-blooded shot, it might have tra- obviously travelled quicker and Ali would have probably made a good save out of it. And I think that probably did, you know, add to the... Add to what, you know, the, I wouldn't say it's a mistake, but he, I'm sure, looking back, he'd think he should have done better on the shot. Um, and it yeah, probably... I think- was the yeah. fact that he mishit it, that it sort of foxed him, you know? I think a good example of this, Pete, while while we're on about it, we'll come to Tom in a minute, was that, if you remember again, towards the end of the first half, full fold had one that he yeah. cut in and hit, and he hit yeah. it really well. 
with a lot of pace on. Yeah. And Ali made a really good save from that because, yo, and that's trying. That's where I'm trying to sort of and make one, the point over the two yeah. shots. If you see and what that, I mean, that one he did. That one he did actually put round the post. So he yeah he, he used the pace of the ball, where in the Harland efforts, he probably needed pace on the ball to to get it round the post. If that makes yeah. sense. That, yeah. That's what that's the point he was trying to make. I think Pete that yeah. he needed pace on the ball. And the hand that he got, if it had to be in pace on the ball, might have just took it round the post. Where the fact yeah, yeah. that he That's scuffed so it a little bit didn't give it the the purchase to be able to get round the post. It just sort of mm. went in the side netting. Tom, I don't know how you saw that, but but like just again, you know, I, I think it was just after they scored, we had a, a situation where Darwin sort of was up through, sort of burning down on their defence. And do you think he should have shot and he played the ball into Mo? And then Mo sort of tried to play it to Jota and the whole thing broke down, you know what I mean? So I thought he was going to listen, Les, as he was running yeah. through. You know, at that stage, I, I, I thought he was, he, I thought he was shaping himself to hit it. But then, he, as you say, he played it across to Mo and Mo was sort of, I think, I think Mo done all right overall. I, well, I think he, I think Akai played well against him. To be fair to the lad, I thought he had a good game against him. I thought Mo made him work for the whole ninety minutes. To be fair, but that, as you said, and it bobbled up, didn't it, and shot in front of Jota. Again, what we were talking about before about you know where you're looking for the for the ball to fall in front of you. It, it, it seemed to fall. Behind or in, or to the side, we we never got a ball where where Jota could have run onto it and just smacked it. You know, I think it was one of them first halves for Liverpool, especially in the in attack because we've been so deadly going forward, haven't we? And we've looked so threatening and so dangerous going forward. But today we were, I, I don't know. I, I just think maybe it's you know like sometimes as you say. I heard Jürgen at the end of the game talking about he'd only had one session with the lads to work everything out. But sometimes you you've got to remember they've come back long distances. Like I know Manchester City had loads of loads of injuries which miraculously cured, <laughs> and like they never sent players for for international break. Whereas like Liverpool did, and all our players come back, didn't they? So supposedly had two really hard games. Jota had two games. Nunes had two games. McAllister had two games. Ali had two games. So, you know, all of them, all of them and the travelling involved, you don't know. Maybe that was the reason why we just weren't as sharp as we normally are in front of goal. But, yeah, and I agree with what you were talking about. So I was going to mention that, Les, about folding shot, you know, which he hit and Ali pushed down the post. Because that was a brilliant save. Yeah, and that, did you see where I'm coming from though with the pace yeah, of the yeah. That was clean, wasn't it? He is a clean. Yeah. And as as Peter said, then the power, the power, the the pace from the shot made it easier for for Ali to push it away. Whereas the scuff, as I had text you at half time, and Peter, it's more of a scuff than a mm. than a than a clean yeah. strike. So, but you know, we go in. We go it's in one like, down. I was going to say, going off tackle, but it's a bit like cricket, isn't it? When you've got a pace bowler, you just need to get the bat on it and it flies away for four. 
runs against a, a spinner who doesn't put pace on it. And I know it's yeah. a little bit different analogy, but it is that type of thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. There was another one, Pete, wasn't it? Just that you know, where again, similar to the to the one with where Nunes was sort of bearing down in the first half. Uh Sabos was burning bursting through, wasn't he? And yeah. he played the ball to he played the ball to, to to Nunes, I think it was. Or was it Jota? Completely and, um, Jota. Yeah, was it Jota? I think it was. And, mm-hmm. and Jota just couldn't get his his shot away. And again, you just wonder, Peter. And I know you're, you know, we know he's your mate and all. And I thought he, I thought he, he, he was okay today. To be fair, um, but again, you just sort of also thought, go on, just have a shot. Yeah, there's been a few occasions, not just in this match, but other games, and you just want him to. You know, you just want him to take a shot. I'd rather see someone have a shot from 20 yards or so than trying to play the perfect pass all the time because nine yeah. times out of ten, especially today, it just broke down. And you just want him to have a go and take it. You know, you're not going to test Edison unless you, you know, have a dig. I mean, I know in the, I think it was the last game or the one before, I know Harvey Elliott started taking a little bit more responsibility and that when he's come on and he's been taking shots and that. But yeah, there was a couple. It's the usual thing, isn't it, where we got into really good situations and the final ball just let us down. Um, you know, and Nunes, in fairness to him, he's he's been playing really well for Uruguay, and you would have expected him to take that form into City. Um, and there were just a couple of occasions you just wanted wanted him to you know have a dig and let go, but he, it was almost like we were trying to play the perfect, score the perfect goal in a way, you know. Uh, and I, I know we'll come on to the equaliser later, and it just shows you if you take a chance and, and have a shot, what happens, you know? I thought, so, I thought, Subos, can I just say something less? I thought Subos lined up a bit leggy, to be fair to mm. him in the first half. You know, I, I thought he was doing a lot, a lot of press and a lot of uh, running back and forth, but I, I don't think, you know, like where he's usually at electric pace, I just think he, he looked a bit leggy today, to be fair to the lad. Yeah. Fair shout. What so Tom, we going one down at half time, which I thought was was a little bit harsh. I thought I don't think either team, in my opinion anyway, had done enough to to deserve the lead at half time. But we go in one down. So what was your what was your thoughts at you know, half time? Did you think that there should have been immediate changes, you know, for the start of the second half, or did you think right? You know, let's give it 10, 15 minutes, see where we are. And then, you know, we've got some decent options on the bench to, you know, to, to try and change the way the game's going. I was a bit frustrated at half-time. I tweeted, didn't I? I thought, I thought I was a bit overly critical, but not overly critical about the performance because I thought we'd done really well. I'm going to mention that. I'm going to mention it now, but I'll mention it later as well. I thought defensively, we were, we, were, we looked back to how we used to be a couple of years ago in defence. I think we looked pretty solid, you know, Les. I, I, you know, I think overall, I think every one of them played really well at the back. You know, even Srenzi was up against Doku, you know, like, so coming off at half-time, I, I, you put you put a tweet out and I, I, I totally agreed. I, you, you felt like Disappointed to go in at one at one nil down, but uh, as I said, you know, there's no shame going in, but to like the goal. But 
the frustration was that I did agree. I did. I didn't think he made changes right away after half. After half. For half time, I don't think it was that type of game. I think Liverpool were in the game and not really hanging on or were in big loads of trouble. And I thought overall most of the players were doing all right. I thought. I thought if the changes were come were going to come, they were the two changes that I would have made. I think they were obvious changes, even if Jota get getting injured. I don't think Johnson had done, even though he got like a knock on his on his calf. I, I don't think he, he he really influenced the game a great deal in the first half. But I thought Curtis was hot and cold really. So you know, I I, I thought when the changes come, I wasn't really shocked to be honest. So Peter looks as though Johnson had tweaked his hamstring, I think, by the by the looks of things when when he went off and. And that, that sort of injury prompted a double change from Jürgen with um, Curtis also going off and, and both um, you know, Graven Birch and Diaz coming on. What did you make of those those changes? Were did the changes that you were when you were watching the game you, you you were thinking of yourself? Yeah, I think I think like Tom's right, even though even though Joss had, had to come off with, with uh, an injury. I think if it was going to make a double change, I, I as I say, I was thinking maybe grabbing Birch from the start, to be honest. So I was pleased to see him come on, um, and and Diaz, as I say, because of the upheaval and all the messing about he's had, he's probably got nice, not got ninety minutes in him, um, and I just thought we needed someone who could have been a bit more direct once he got the ball at his feet and and tried to run the city defense, but like I was, I was disappointed at half time, obviously because we went in the goal down, but. I, I wouldn't have said it was deserved. The City went one up, to be honest. You know, they they were the home team, so they're going to have the majority of possession. But they never... You know, we, we've been to City before and they've had us on the ropes in the first five minutes, to be honest. But I never felt like that today. I felt quite, quite calm about the defending and stuff. And as I say, any chances that City had... Excuse me, any chances City had of our making to be honest or you know our poor passing or just being stupid you know in, in certain positions so um yeah but i thought the changes came as a decent time for us and and they were probably the changes that us watching the game would have said yeah you know because I, I i didn't think cases had had that good a game i know tom said he did some good things and that but i just thought is it looked he, he looked rusty today like he had been missing for a while you know so yeah. um yeah, it, it it just looked like it it was probably a game too quick for him, you know. Yeah, I mean I, I, I agree. I mean <coughs> watching the game, you know, they were the changes that I was sort of thinking in my head, you know, would be would be the first ones that would be made. You know, probably <coughs> he pr- he probably would have made them maybe about five, maybe ten minutes later, had Jota not tweaked his tweaked his army. But they were the two that I thought should come off. And, and to be fair, Tom, I thought when when Grav come on, I thought he um you know, he, he sort of looked quite bright. You know, he was carrying the ball forward and they they were they were struggling to sort of hold him then because he was bursting through their midfield and causing them a few problems. But again, very similar to you know to the to the first half. We just couldn't get that that final pass, right, could we, to be able to, you know, to get that equalising goal at that stage. And again, 
you know, we had another opportunity where where Nunes had a shot and and Ederson, you know, the near post and Ederson sort of pushed it round for a corner and and you know, we didn't really make the most of our set pieces, I don't think. No, I thought we were poor with the corners, Les. I don't know. Edison come out and took two or three, didn't he? You know, yeah. from, like I thought our, our delivery from corners was poor. Yeah, I agree about Gavin Birch. I thought when he come out, he give us drive, didn't he? Yeah. I like him. You know, I think he's a we've we've had this we've had this discussion for ages. Once he settles in, he's gonna be a, a regular okay, he's gonna be a regular starter. He's a he's a class act, isn't he? He glides around the football pitch, but not just as he glides around the football pitch, he's got so much pace and he's such an elegant footballer. I thought he I thought he was he, he, he was excellent when he came on this. I think I think our, our, our whole midfield at that side, he just gave that little bit of a lift to, you know, at, that, at that stage. He was the perfect substitution, to be fair. I thought Diaz, on the other hand, like Pete said, I think what he's been through and, and the games that he, he's had over in, you know, in, in, in South America, I thought he, you know, he, I think he, he just looked off it a little bit, but he offered, he offered, offered wit and he, and he made Kyle Walker go back a bit, which is, which was a good thing really. But over, yeah. 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 Some makes a, a good, a decent point there, Pete, uh, you know, um, Louis didn't, Perhaps make the impact that we hope he had, hope he mm. would. You know when he come up in the bench, and then you know we were still sort of one down, and Jurgen then decides to go a little bit more offensive, and he brings on Cody and takes off your mate. Supposedly, I know to me, I wouldn't have done that. I mean, mm. I I would have sort of put supposedly I maybe back into the six and took McAllister off. Because I, I thought McAllister was having a decent game, to be honest. Uh, but I just thought at that point, you know, maybe, you know, if you put Sabos there, you know, with his, with his extra height and his power, you know, he might sort of just create something. But he, he, he chose to go a different way. Did you did you think that was the a substitution that you would have made when you seen the code he was due to come on? Um, it wasn't a surprise to Sabozlo or not, to be honest. It, I mean, it wasn't that he had a bad game or anything. <clears throat> I think the way possibly um, Jürgen looked at it, he, he wanted more legs, you know, fresh legs in the middle of the park. Mm. And I probably agree with what you said, Sabozlo could have fitted in at number six. He's, he, he's used to doing that. Um, And then McAllister could have come off. I mean, to be honest, it could have been one or the other, in fairness. Um. But I didn't raise an eyebrow when it was him. I just thought, well, you know, it could have been one or two that could have had the, had the hooks, to be honest. But um, I think the way Jürgen looked at it, I think he just wanted more more legs, with, with you know, with the clock ticking down and everything. And he just wanted legs in that midfield. But going back to a point you made earlier, like some of the delivery from corners, there was one free kick that we got about halfway inside their half. And Simicast ran about 80 yards from fullback to come over and stand by Trent. And I thought, well, he's got to be taking it. And then Trent takes it and he, did, he hit the first man. And I thought, and it, it put us under pressure, to be honest, because yeah. it just broke down early. And I thought, what, what are you doing? That you know, all right, do it as a decoy by all means, but bloody hell, beat the first man. And 
you know, it, it, it's hard to have a go at Trent the day after the game he had. But, and I said to well, Jack, he's got to run 80 yards back just to get into position. But, you know, it could have really hurt us back because some of the some of the deliveries today on the crosses was uh, was left wanting to be honest. There was some for the couple of corners where it was just catching practice for Edison. In fairness, but yeah, it's yeah. Um, I I just think going back to your first, but I I just think he wanted more legs in that midfield. Um, as I say, it could have been Sabozlai, it could have been McAllister, and 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 he picks Sabozlai in the end. Yeah, Tom, and you know, you know, he made the substitution and then. Not long after, you know, Cody had come on, you know, we then equalised with a really good goal from Trent. You know, Louis, Louis went down the down the left, played the ball inside, it went over to Mo, and I, I think you can't take away the um, the run the the Cody made. You know, they, they took the defender away, they created the space then for Mo to play the ball to Trent, and it was one hell of a finish in the corner. An absolutely fantastic finish. Um, and it just shows what we were saying earlier. You know, if you don't take a shot, or if you don't buy a ticket, you don't win the raffle, do you? So, yeah, it was a really good goal. And I thought it was an equaliser that we more than deserved. Yeah, I agree, Les. I think they just had a chance on the island. Yeah. Like a ball that had come in. And like 24 seconds later, Liverpool had the ball in the back of the net. But as you said... The move, I think that was one of the, you know, like it was one, probably the only time when all passes were perfect, wasn't it? You know, like, and everything fitted into an alignment. Said Louis across to Mo, Mo to Cody, and and then and 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 then the the, the run by Trent, the run by by Cody to open up for Trent. He opened a big gap, and as soon as he got there. And you just and soon and he he hit it. There was only one place that was going. It was a beauty, wasn't it? Edison's never saving that, no matter where how many how many times he, he, he tries to position himself. It was, a, it was a beautiful goal, but as you say, it was a well worked goal. And then and then at that stage, then you're thinking, well, now are we going to drive? Is this going to drive us forward? You know, and, and to pinch a winner, like and then. We 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 just we, we reversed back a little bit then. Like we got the goal and it sort of started to play deep again. Yeah, do you think, Pete? I mean, obviously you'll give us your opinion of the goal, but the other thing I want you to cover is not long after we equalised, Jurgen then played his two final cards mm-hmm. and put on, you know, Endo and Harvey and took off Nunes and Macher. So, but and no disrespect to the two players that come on, but I don't actually think that, that those substitutions work because, as Tom hinted at then, you've thought, come on now, we've got this equaliser. Have we now got the momentum where we can actually go and win the game? And to be honest, after that substitution, I don't really think, I thought there was only one team who, who was sort of likely to win the game and it wasn't us. Yeah, I, I said when we equalised to our Jack, I said, I think we've got to go on and win this, you know. I said, it really, you could see it really, what it did to Sissy, because Sissy, I think they were, they were mentioning in commentary how quiet the crowd were, which, all right, it's not like a 
that's not a big surprise at, uh, at Man City, is it? But at the same token, it's probably the biggest game of the season, the biggest rivals in, in the table. And they were, you know, they were quite quiet. And I think they were worried themselves that um, even before we equalised, I think they knew that we had a goal in us. And then when we got that, I thought it would give us the impetus to go on. I thought he may have left Nunes on, to be honest, just yeah. because, you know, that he can just do something out of nothing, that lad. But yeah, he brought, like, not, I wouldn't say Elliot's defensive, but he certainly brought on two players that you wouldn't expect to influence, you know, as going forward. So I think we'd have taken a point of kickoff, but with like, well, he brought them on with five minutes to go and then somewhere from where I don't know, did the referee deemed eight or, or the fourth official or whoever deemed eight extra minutes, where he got them from, I don't know. Um, But going back to the goal, I think... He, He's had a couple of detractors today, Alison, but he made a really good save there because it was a difficult save when it was, Harvard, yeah. I think it deflected off off Virgil, didn't it? And he he got he got in the way, and then really from that, that's you know started the move forward. Um, I don't know. I think maybe at that time, Jurgen thought had to take the point to kick off. We have we have what we hold, sort of thing. And they had a they had a chance very late on, didn't he? Where um, Harland got his head to it and it's sort of what it was it was like across the across the six yard box and out of play. But um yeah I thought I thought we had it in us to actually go on and win and right at the very end um Diaz tried to be clever and head the ball over Edison when I thought if he just chested it down he he had time to swivel and it's a shot and then the ref blew up on, on that and that was the end of it. But um all in all, I'm I'm pleased with that result today. Um, as I say, we went there last season and we got an absolute belt off them. It could have been seven or eight in the end. And today, at, at any time, it didn't really feel, you know, my heart and my mouth sort of thing. Even when they had corners and free kicks, I thought we dealt with them really well. Tom, what did you make of the the, the two late substitutions? And and one other thing I want to ask you both about, just to get your opinions on it, was. They disallowed goal for a foul on Allison. Do you think it was it was generous? Do you think it was fair enough and the correct decision? I mean, it was the on-field decision that the referee had given, so it was going to be very, very difficult for Bavar to overturn that. But do you think that, that the referee was a bit generous in, in giving the foul on Allison, or do you think he was impeded, if not by a lot, but enough to put him off? Yeah, I think he was impeded, Les. I think he was impeded a few times as well. You know, like they were charging into him, weren't they? Like, and every time he was going for coming out for balls, they were charging into him. He led with his his arm, to be fair, didn't he as well? Whether you say it was it was soft or you know, like it it, it was it it was it you know it, it was an e an easy one. But to be fair, if you lead, if you're jumping. And the goalkeeper's off off the floor, and you put, lean into him with your weight and your and your arm. Then you you are going to push him, and he ended up in the net. It needs to be fair. He never threw himself in the net. He he ended up in there. To be fair, so yeah, I thought I thought it was the right decision. I was I was made up with Cavana for that because he 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 actually he was standing close enough and give it you know right away as a as a foul on the keeper. So that was. That was I, I thought that was a, the right decision. They're always going to complain about them decisions, aren't they? But you know, like if you if you're jumping into the keeper, then you'd expect that to happen. 
Um, over the two subs, I, to be fair, I, I agree with you about from the attacking impetus because it was like 83 minutes and he brought them on about 85, didn't he? And after that, we, we did sort of, I don't think Harvey really done much to get into the game, to be fair to, to, fair to the lad. But I thought Endo put a few tackles in, 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 in the midfield. You know, like, so from that point of view, you can understand maybe, as you said, Jürgen's looking at, like, we have what we hold. Eight minutes, I thought, was generous, to be fair, for, for, for injury time. But that, that's, been, that's been happening a lot in the last couple of weeks. So I, mean, I, wasn't, I wasn't really it was, shocked. It was strange, some though. You know, I, you know, I want to make it clear here that I'm all for this additional mm-hmm. time. Because I think it's been going on for far too long where yeah. the referees haven't had it on the time that they should have had it on. You know, yeah. And sometimes it's cost us, sometimes it's worked for us. You know, wherever you're a goal up at that point, you know, you want the you want the the sort of added time to be as little as possible, especially if you're you're under the cost a little bit or against a really good side. But I do I do believe that you know it's been it hasn't been added on as it should have been in past seasons, let us say. But yeah. it, I did wonder, you know, when I look back at, at that game today and just thinking about it now, apart from the apart from the Jota one, when he he got, got tweaked his hamstring, I can't remember the trainer from either team coming on the field. No, he uh, didn't. He no. didn't, to be fair. I thought, like, as you said, look at where the eight, eight minutes come from. Yeah, you know, Manchester City didn't make any substitutions. Liverpool made three substitutions, but they made two, two, and then one. Yeah. And even, you know, there was only one goal scored in the second half. You know what I mean? And then, and there didn't even seem to be a lot of sort of slowing the game down or time wasting or, and even the, even the VAR checks, you know, for the, there was a, there was another one, wasn't there, where, Again, you know, Ali got a shove and, you know, he, he, there was a look to see if the ball had gone over the line or if he had been shoved. But don't VAR checks were going on forever and a day. And you just thought, wow, eight minutes, where where did that come from, so to speak? So, yeah, that was a bit strange. Just, just ask you, Pete, what did you make it to disallowed goal? I said jokingly when, the, when it was on the 89th minute and they were going through, and I said jokingly to our Jack, as it is, where we get six minutes out of there, Jack, and he started laughing because, like, like you just said, I don't know where they got the time from. <clears throat> I think they're supposed to add half a minute for each substitution, but bear in mind they were they were coming on multiple as so they weren't coming on mm. one and then another, then another, etc. And like you say, the VARs were dealt with relatively quickly, weren't they? Um, yeah. So I was amazed when 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 eight minutes went off, and I don't know. It looked like Guardiola was moaning about that. He thought it should have been more. Christ knows where from. I don't know yeah. where from, but yeah, I, I just, I just think, as I say, apart from a couple of little scares, you know, the header rise at the end from Hall, and and I put that down to, to zonal marking because they were they were bullying, or they were trying to bully Allison, and I was saying to our Jack, why don't they just get someone in between Allison and and the striker? Or that a Kanji, the defender, the big lad who was going up, he said he won't do it because they're doing zonal. And to me, that doesn't help you keep it in any way, shape or form. 
if you're allowing someone to literally stand on his toes when crosses are coming in. But that's how these defend set pieces, they do it zonally, and I'm not really a big fan of it, in all fairness. But um, going back to the incident that you did disallow, <coughs> I honestly, when I saw the replay, I, I said, I can't see anything wrong with that, in fairness. But then I, I remembered the remember the incidents a couple of years or so ago when Van Dyke was penalised against De Gea. Yeah. And we put it in the far corner, and to me, that wasn't a foul either. So... I think it's just whatever referee you get on the day. And I was, I was surprised that he gave it as a foul. I didn't think there was that much in it, in fairness, to be honest. I just thought maybe... I don't I don't think it was clear-cut. I thought it was probably... It's one of them where, where I look at it and think to myself, if that would have been at the other end, I'd have probably been a bit furious that the goal had been disallowed. But then, on the other hand, I would say that the, the city player, you know, did have his his arm, you know, around about Allison's Allison's sort of neck area. So yeah. I could see why it was sort of disallowed. And then the only other thing that just wanted to ask you about was sort of you know Costas plays a ball back to Ali on his wrong foot, and Ali has to you know clear it and seems to sort of get some tightness in the muscle. And just at the point where they get a corner, and you're yes. thinking, oh no, yo, this is the sort of 97th minute, and we're going to have to defend the corner with our goalie you know, injured. So, fingers crossed that, that it was just like maybe a muscle spasm or or a bit of cramp because of the you know, the travelling that he's done and, and whatever else. What do you reckon, Tom? Yeah, I, I'm, it's a strange injury, that, Les. As you say, he sort of sweeped the cross, more or less. And then, you know, like he ended, I don't know, as you said, he might have just felt something. I'm, I'm hoping that it's not too bad. But Klopp did mention it at the end of the game. So, so they man Jota. So, you know, uh, hopefully it won't be. If it is, it's, he's not out for too long. Like, and it seems to seem a, seemed a strange way to injure himself, to be fair. It was, it was when he kicked, it was when he yeah. kicked the ball, Pete. Wasn't yeah. it after, after the back pass? He yeah. seems to try and play it with the, the, the outside of his foot. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think if, 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 I mean, we're talking about a goalkeeper here kicking with his wrong foot, and some goal, goalkeepers couldn't even kick with one foot. But yeah. I think the natural clearance would have been with his left foot, wouldn't it? And I think he tried yeah. to, like Tom says, kick it with his right foot uh, on the outside <coughs> of the foot. I think he's tweaked something, whether hopefully not a hamstring, but he's tweaked something in trying to. You know, kick it with that foot, and then, I, like you say, we get the corner, and that's where I was saying to Jack, "Where's our defender? Someone should be in between the goalkeeper yeah. trying to, you know, at least trying to protect him." Um, but as it turned out, so I think we fully deserved the points at the end of the day. They may have had more possession, and they may have had more shots. Um, but I, I think all in all, I think that was a, a vast improvement to last season's performance at City, mm. and I think we fully deserved it, to be honest. Yeah. Good point there, Tom. I think it was a point that was that was fully deserved by the Reds and, and one that, that you know we can we can take away with us and, and give us confidence to take in the you know the, the remaining games between now and you know and sort of Christmas Eve. So yeah, a, a real a real good point that would you say, Tom? Yeah, excellent point, Les. You know, like I thought I fancied us to win to before the game, but like realistically you know, you would have took 
a points that if someone just said you, you can have a point at the end of the game, you know, you would have you would have bit the hand off. I think to be fair, and I think we were worth a point. A points we we done we done enough. And what Peter said, I, I I thought Diaz was unlucky there. I thought the ball had dropped just a bit too low. Had that been slightly slightly higher, just ever so slightly higher, he'd have got anything on off the top of his head there. That could have ended up anywhere, couldn't it? Because Edison was nowhere to be to be seen, but it, it dropped just a bit too low for them. So, but then again, I, I, would that have been against the runner play? We did back. I wouldn't have complained, mind, if that had dropped in the back of the net. But to be fair, I, I was more than happy with the points. To be fair, yeah. So, just a just a couple of things before we go, and I'll ask you both for to name the player of the match. I just. As I normally like to do when I'm doing these sort of after match things, you know, ask you your opinion on a, a few players' performances and what what I've decided to do is sort of focus on the sort of three players, if you like, that was that, that had differences of opinions in the in the build up show that we did on that we recorded on Thursday night. So the first one I'm gonna ask you about Tom and Peters, Costas. So, what did you make of Costas' performance, Tom? I thought he was excellent, Les, overall. I thought he played really well. I think he he done he done excellence against Foden for most for Foden for most of the game. Like he done, he, he held his own. I think, he, as Peter said, there was a few a few little things, but he done what what was expected of him. He come in as a natural left back and he gave a solid performance at fullback. I thought he was excellent, Pete. Yeah, same. I thought he was excellent today. There was a time with about, well, I think just after we equalised, possibly, and there was, I said to our Jack, I shouldn't tell you this. I said, but hasn't Costas played well today? I said, because I, I, I thought it was tempting fate that it was something was going to happen, but I thought for all the detractors he has, and, and in fairness, he, he hasn't been pulling up trees lately. He's, he's been a bit indifferent, but I thought if you're going to show how good you are and how much you want that left-back space for a while, do it on a day like today. And apart from the shot in the first half from Foden, I can't remember him really getting much change out of him, I thought. I thought Costas had a really good game today. Yeah, that, that, I, I concur with that completely. I thought he would, that, that was his best game of the season by by far. I thought he was, he was concentrated, he was switched on. He was awake. Everything was that, that was really asked of him. You know, he did. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, when we were discussing the team, you know, on the pod on Thursday, you know, I couldn't, even if Joe, whoever they played left-back, whether it had been Costas or Joe Gomez, if they'd have put in a performance like that and we'd have said that was what the performance was going to be, I'd have been really satisfied with that performance. So yeah, well done today, Costas. You, you know, you really merited his, your selection. The next one, top I want to ask you about is Curtis Jones. Oh, Curtis! Curtis's yeah. first game after being out injured for a couple of games prior to the international break. So, what did you make of his performance? I thought he, had, I thought he done some good press in the thoughts. That I thought, I thought overall, I was disappointed in him to be honest, Les. I thought. I, I, you know, I thought from the qualities that he brings to the team, 
as we as we were talking about before be, on Thursday, I thought you know with his pressing, his ball retention, his passing, I thought all them things. I I think he was on. I think he, he while I wouldn't say he was awful, I I think he was only about a six out of ten today. I thought he's he, he's a much better player and has been a much better player than he than he put up today. But as you say, he's been out a few weeks. He's had injury. And he's just come back, so you know, you, you suppose you've got to give him a little bit of slack, but not one of his better games, to be fair. Pete, yeah, I, th- I think in being out the team showed, you know, for such a while, uh, showed today. And like Tom says, he, he he does some good things without the ball, and you've got to you've got to give credit to players like that. I know Jordan Henderson used to get pelters all the time, but his work off the ball. Impressing and stuff couldn't be, you know, you, you, you couldn't fault him. But I just thought when, when he had the chance today, Curtis, to, to play a decent ball or to, to surge forward, it just wasn't there today. Um, and as you say, when the substitutions are made, he, he, when the two subs were made at the time, I, he certainly would have been one for me to go off. I just don't think, I think the ring rust in a show today with Curtis Jones, to be honest. It'd be good if he gets a full game against last. Coming up, as he might get back in the groove, then. Yeah, I agree, Pete. I thought he was a rusty performance today for Curtis, and it's it's something as football fans, you know, we we shouldn't really sort of complain about because you know it does take players some sometimes a a couple of games to get the match fitness levels back up. But I was disappointed. I have to say, in his performance today, I was expecting a little bit more than we've seen, um, but hopefully. You know, as he starts, uh, you know, to get more regular game time over the next sort of few weeks, he'll get back to the level he was prior to his injury. Because let's not forget as well, he'd only just come back after the suspension, played a couple of games and then went out again. So he hasn't got a lot of rhythm in his performances at the minute. I thought he was the right selection to start with him today. Um, But yeah, it, it wasn't the cases that we've been used to watching since he got back in the side at the end of last season, but I'm putting that down more to rustiness than anything else. And the last one I want to ask you about, about is um, is Big Joel Matip. And what, what I want to ask you about as well is that Joel sort of entering the, the final sort of stage of his contract. So based on his performances this year, would you be tempted to sort of offer him a one possibly two-year extension or a one-year extension with a one-year option? Or would you get that done quite quickly? Or would you wait and think, no, you know, this is it for Joel. You know, let's sort of you know, wish him well you know, while he's in good form. Or do you think you know, they might wait until maybe March time to check that he hasn't picked up any more injuries, Tom? So first of all, on his performance and second on the contract situation, Oh, you made a great point the other day, Les, about where we were chatting about Joel, about, you know, you said you, you think he's back to the form that when we're in, in 2018, you know, in 2019, when, you know, like he was playing on top of his game. And like he is at the moment, isn't he? He's playing really, really well. But listening to Joel himself and in the last couple of things, in the last couple of interviews, I thought... So overall, I think he's been brilliant and well worth his first team place at the moment. Today he was exceptional. 
But I think by listening to what you all saying the other day, it, it seems that he seems to feel that they're not going to offer him a contract, and that this will, you know, like they're going to replace him in the in in, in the either the summer, which I'd be sad to see him go, you know, because I think when he when he plays, he, he's a quality player, isn't he? You know, and I think I think Virgil looks a much better player when Joe Matip is on his game. I, I, so I'd be I'd be sad to see him go. I'd love I'd love the club to say I'll give you one more year, but looking at the club and the way we do things with with the older players, I'd be surprised <coughs> if you give me a year contract. To be fair, so, so would you, if it was your choice, would you give him? Oh, Les, if it was my if it was my choice, I'd, without a doubt, I'd give me a year contract. Yeah, he's well worth it. Pete, what do you think? First of all, on the today and then secondly on his on the, you know what we what we, you would do yeah, I, I mentioned it a few times haven't I how well he played he was intercepting there was a one there where he carried the ball 40-50 yards and he, he, he brought us forward with yeah, that sort of graceful I don't know how he did the, the loping it was, you know Big long legs, and he comes forward, but he, he was driving us forward. But it was his defending today was excellent, and I thought you know he, he had a really good game. Uh, contract wise, I don't know. I, I'd like to see him stay an extra year. I suppose it depends what Joel Massey can get if he, if he gets offered a deal elsewhere with with a longer contract. It's it's down to the, it might come down to the player himself. When's he contracted to Les? It's it's the end of this season, Pete. So, so in effect, so, in January, can he sign a pre-contract? Yeah, he can sign yeah. a pre-contract with any foreign club in in January. So I suppose that's the crux, isn't it? If someone, say from the Bundesliga, if he fancied going back to the Bundesliga, came in and said we'll offer you the two year, even if Liverpool said we'll offer you the year with an option, he might take that and go back to Germany. I don't know. But like Tom said, if he was to leave. It, it, you know, he's been a brilliant servant for us, and he's on a free transfer, wasn't he? Yeah, so I, I, you know, how good a bit of business was that? He's been here eight, nine years now, and he, he's been fantastic for us. So, um, I'd like him to stay another year at least, but it, the, you know, the transfer gods don't always work like that, it can be quite ruthless, can it? But, yeah. uh, maybe, maybe we'll find out in January if, uh, if anyone else has come in and he signs anything pre contract, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I, I would offer him yeah. an extra year, possibly. Not sure with a year option that that either could 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 sort of shake hands on at the end of the season because centre backs can play for for longer. They're not like midfield players, and if you if you handle him well, then then there's no reason why you couldn't get another couple of years out to him because you're not asking him to play, you know, every sort of three days as a Yo, as a first choice player, yo, you can you can drop him in and take him out as and when's needed. And when he's performing like he's performing, and I thought again he was excellent today. Yo, I don't see why you you cut off your nose to spite your face. It's not as though we're talking about your know, situation, say where he's been out injured and his contracts sort of up, and you're thinking, nah, you know what I mean. I just think that he, you know, his form, like everybody else, he's benefited from the new midfield. He's benefited from, you know, Virgil getting back to his best. And I just think that, you know, if he's playing 
and he's keeping Canate out the team, you know, in major games like against Manchester City, then I don't see any reason why, providing he doesn't pick up any injuries, that you shouldn't offer him another year. And then you could perhaps go and get maybe a bit of a younger centre-back who would then have a little bit more time to develop Lads, yep. one of the other things, one of the other things to come into the equation, I I totally agree. I, you know, keeping them on, <clears throat> but it give um Gerald Quanser another twelve months to. I mean, he, he's looked fantastic when he's come into the team, Quanser. But mm. you you wouldn't need to rush to go and get another centre half if you can keep um Joel Massey for another twelve months. You've got Quanser there; he'll have another twelve months experience, wouldn't you? Yeah, I'll ask you a question, Les. I'll ask you a question, yes or no, I'm, I'm Peter. Do you think the club will offer him a 12-month contract? Yes. Yeah, Yeah, I would say so, yeah. And yet Joel himself says nobody's talked to him about a contract. Well, it mm. might be too early, Tom, mightn't it? Mm. You know what I mean? Because the club might be mindful that he's had a, a bit of a, a poor injury record. And obviously last season, his form wasn't, wasn't the best. Mm. You know what I mean? But now he's playing regular, but they're looking after him. Touchwood, his fitness levels are, are quite good and his performances have been very, very consistent and very, very good. So all that would suggest if if you can do that and he and he will accept maybe an extension to his contract rather than improve contract. Mm. You know, he's settled in the area. Why why wouldn't he sort of you know, mm. take that option up if he was offered? But it is going to be interesting to see, you know, where he sort of, um, what direction it all ends up in. Because, mm. yeah, as I say, I'll, I mean, I'll be honest with you, if he plays like he's playing and the club don't offer him a new concert, I think they're making a mistake. Me too. But, but, but time will tell. Right, guys, um, man of the match or player of the match, Tom, you first. Oh, do you know what it is? So it was three way thing. It was three way play thing for me today. Les Virgil, I thought was outstanding. I thought I thought Joe was outstanding, but I think I'm going to give it to Trent for his goal and not just for the way. I thought the way that he played Doku was with Doku as well. I thought Doku had loads of the ball and gave him a hard time, but I thought Trent done really well again today. I thought he just looks a different. He he just the old Trent at the moment. He's he looks like he is our self. He's on top of his game. Top, top quality performance by Trent today. Pete? I think all, right across the back four, I think you were all excellent today. And that is because we were under that much pressure from City. And I think that was the reason why the back four played them really well. As I say, we we had Costas pushing on and, and, and sort of played Foden well. Um. The two centre backs played really well today, but like Tom, I'd have to I'd have to give it to Trent, give the nod to Trent, because he was up against. Let's be fair, he, he's a handful. That doctor, he's a really good player, and there were times that he, you know, he, he came set off second best, but he, he kept to his task, and I think what tipped it at the end of the day was the way he took his goal. It was a fantastic kiss, and um, so I'd give it to Trent as well. Yeah, um, Tom, I, I totally. Sort of agree with everything you said there in the fact that it was a it was one of three for me, um, Virgil, Big Joel, or Trent, and then a then a sort of narrowed it down then to two between Big Joel and Trent, um, because 
because we got a point and because he scored the goal. And as I say, and as you both rightly said, you know, Dak Doko was a, a difficult player to play against. He's got lots of pace. Um, and Trent played him very well today. So I'm going to make it a full house and give Trent my player of the match as well. So it's a, a clean sweep for Trent today. Now we move on to the game on Thursday at home to, to Alaska in the Europa League. Tom, it's this is a difficult one really to think that, you know, I think they'll think there'll be a number of changes on Thursday. So possibly Joe Gomez may be right back. Um, I don't know. Um, Kwanzaa and Ibu coming back into the side. Um, and then in midfield, you can completely change the midfield from the one that started today. But up front's going to be the interesting one, isn't it? If if Jota looks like he's going to be out for a couple of weeks, because all of a sudden you maybe have to be a little bit more careful with the the players you've got with the massive amount of games you've got coming up. Yeah, I think I think you could be right. I, I think I think Mo could be the one. He, he, he might leave Mo out on, on the weekend. I think Gakko Gak, and and and. Uh, and Diaz will probably start, I would imagine. And and young Ben Doak, you know, you might give Ben Doak a little run out there, you know. But we've got to, as, as someone was saying to me the other day, I was saying, like, you know, like, uh, we've got the, the two games to see. But we've got to win this game, apparently, haven't we, if to lose win? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, if, 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 if we win, if we win the game, I should imagine virtually the group is basically yeah. put to bed. You know, even if even if Toulouse do manage manage to get anything, but yeah, I mean, we do really need to win the game, and I do think we win the, will win the game, Pete. But you, I can see maybe Salah and Nunes moving to the bench, and possibly you'll know, start with Ben Dog, with Cody, and with Louis Diaz. What do you reckon? You look, you look at our bench today, there was nine on our bench today. And conceivably, they could all make a start on Thursday night. I mean, yeah. you know Callagher's going to come in. I mean, whether whether Ali got injured or not at the end, I think he was going to make a start. And then you would think Endo's going to come in at number six. Joe Gomez will come in, you would think. Gravenberch will get a start. Canate and Quonset will probably fill up the centre-back roles. And then you've got Harvey Elliott, who will probably start, and Diaz. So those nine there, and if I've not mentioned Cody as well, they could conceivably be the starting lineup. So you, you're just wondering which two to add to that then. And like you say, it could well be Bendo. Um, Chambers could get another start at left-back, Peter, yeah. to give Costas a rest. Yeah, because we've got Fulham then, haven't we, on the Sunday? Yeah, and like you say, between now and Christmas, you've got a real rack of games coming up, and they might want to be a little bit careful with with Costas that he doesn't pick a knock up because we've got a, yeah. such a mountain of games coming up. So yeah, there could even be. I, I think there could even be as up to eleven changes the whole bloody team. You know. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, it's certainly one that, that we've got to go out and win because. You look at the you look at the table and we are top of that table. If we win this, I think we go to twelve, don't we? Twelve points. Yeah. Um. But the obvious thing to say is you want to finish top of the group because then you don't have to go into one of these 
it's not it's, it's like a playoff or something. I don't even know the format of this competition. Yeah, basically, yeah. If you come second in the group, you have to go up against one of the one of the Champions League teams who've finished yeah. third in the group. So right. you have to play an extra game. Um yeah. I'm in February. Definitely. Yeah. Um where's so, the other game? Where is the other game? Is it in France or is it in Belgium or whatever? I've got a, I've got a feeling it must be it, it must be in France, I think, because right. we go to Union, don't we, away last game. So yeah, it would yeah, mean France, they would no. they yeah. would have their own games on the bounce, but yeah. I don't we, we I'm just, 100% sure. We've just got to do our job and get you get the win and then whatever happens in the other game happens and if, if, yeah. if it gets us through or so be it. I mean that reverse in France it was a bit of a bit of a blow to lose there, mm. but um pardon the pun. But um if we'd have won over there or even got a point over there, it would have made things a lot better than Bryce, yeah. you know. But yeah, mm. I think I think you've got to go out. Laska <clears throat> I think they're third in their domestic league, they won one nil today. So they're not a bad side in their own domestic league, so um in the Austrian league. So we can't take them too lightly. Um, but I'm sure we've got enough in the squad to you know to get the, the win we need. So Tom, uh just a quick prediction for you for the game on, on Thursday. Two 0 for the Reds, Les. Pete? Yeah, I was gonna say two 0 yeah. I'm gonna go three 0 for the Reds on, on Thursday. And on that note all being positive as, as I like to see. We'll end this edition of the Late Flag. Once again, thanks to Tom and Pete for joining me tonight to look back on our 1-1 draw with the 115 is at the empty yard. And as I always finish the pod by saying, justice for the 97, don't bite the sun and you'll never walk alone. See you next time, Reds. <laughs>